Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to the God in Cancel Culture podcast as we count down the days until my new book is released on September 7th. Well, I had the privilege this weekend to present the book for the first time in public up in Grand Rapids, Michigan at Clay Clark's Reawaken America Tour. It was an honor for me to be on the same stage as General Michael Flynn, Mike Lindell, and many other great speakers, great American patriots. And the book had just come off press. We rushed some copies to Grand Rapids, and there was a tremendous response. And in just a minute, I'm going to play the speech that I gave. It was only about 15 minutes, and I thought my listeners would be interested in it. As you'll hear, I made a real pitch to the audience and to those watching on live stream, and I'm told that there's just huge numbers watching on live stream. There are about 2,400 packed into this auditorium in Grand Rapids. And I told them that it really helps us for people to pre-order the book. I've talked about this before. One of the best ways is on Amazon.com. But without further ado, here is the speech. It was uh, videotaped, of course. We're just playing the audio. And it started with a little introduction uh, that the staff put together that was shown on the big screen. But I think you'll be able to you know, hear what happened. It was very, very well done. And it was my introduction to kind of replace, you know, the typical verbal introduction. So without further ado, here's what I said in Grand Rapids, Michigan on August 21st, 2021 at the Reawaken America Tour. Steven Strang is the founder and CEO of Charisma Media, which began as a magazine publishing organization in 1975 with Charisma Magazine as its flagship medium to the world. Charisma is now one of the nation's leading conservative magazines. Through the years, Stephen has seen the success of Charisma take off with the addition of digital magazines, the Charisma Plus app, and the breakthrough Charisma Podcast Network, which has accrued more than 70 million downloads since its debut in 2015. Strang's widely popular Strang Report is an anchor for the Charisma Podcast Network and has been downloaded more than 10.4 million times. Not only has Stephen Strang been able to effectively found a culture-transforming media group, but his success extends to book publishing as well, publishing over 2,000 books, including 16 New York Times bestsellers. Stephen Strang is a true pioneer of bringing faith and freedom together to break the mold of secularism, which is evident in the continued success of charisma and his own personal triumphs. He has been voted one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America by Time Magazine, has interviewed four U.S. presidents, and has been featured on many outlets including Fox News, CBN, Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, and TheDailyCaller.com. His book, God and Donald Trump, was a bestseller brandished by the president at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland in 2018. Stephen is a passionate voice in a world so opposed to righteousness and truth, and his impact has brought hope and light to those craving goodness and morality. Stephen has written five books, including his latest, God and Cancel Culture, which will be released on September 7th. This book can be pre-ordered now at stevestrangbooks.com or purchased at the event table. You will not want to miss this incredibly timely read by a world-changing leader who continues to stand strong in the midst of cancellation to bring hope and faith to the nation. 
Well, thank you. It is an honor to be here. I'm so proud of Clay Clark and the team that's put on this tremendous conference. You know, I'm here to talk to you about something very important. It's called cancel culture. It's not new. It's been around for, really, millennia. You know, the Romans tried to cancel Christianity. Christianity is still here. The Roman Empire is long gone. It's, it's gone by many different names, but every dictator, every totalitarian government has tried to oppress and eliminate and cancel things that they don't agree with down through history. But we have freedom of speech in America. We're a Judeo-Christian nation. We never thought it would happen here. There's always been a conflict between those who believe in God and those who don't. There have been those who have blasphemed, refused to uh, believe in God. It's always existed side by side with Christianity. But only recently has the other side tried to quiet us, not let us speak up, cancel what we believe, take away our place in the marketplace of ideas. And that's what this book is about. It's so important that I wrote this book, God and Cancel Culture, to try to help uh, connect the dots of, of what's been going on. Now, I have personal stories to tell about cancel culture. I'm a publisher, as, as you saw. And we published a book in the early 2000s by Reverend Lou Sheldon called The Gay Agenda. Sadly, a lot of what he predicted has come about. But it was not particularly controversial. Amazon.com sold thousands, tens of thousands of copies. Then last fall, mysteriously, the book came off of Amazon without explanation. We inquired, why is this down? But apparently, somebody went through and took out every book that did not agree with the gay agenda. This is just one example. Personally, I experienced it when I wrote God, Trump, at the 2020 election. Amazon sold thousands of copies. You can still get it on Amazon. But in July, August, September, and October, leading up to the election, they ordered zero copies. And Amazon is ordering stuff every single month. They didn't eliminate it, but they made it where you couldn't get it. And this is what is happening. They do things, they don't tell you why, they don't really explain the rules. It happens here, it happens there, you can't really prove it. There can't be any kind of big deal made over it. And they're slowly canceling us one by one. And one of the most dangerous things is that when that happens to someone else, everybody says to themselves, I don't want to be canceled. Maybe I better not say this. Maybe I better not do this. And self-cancellation, in my opinion, is the most um, dangerous cancellation of all. Now, my stories are nothing compared to Mike Lindell. You heard him talk about it yesterday. You know, he's, other than Donald Trump, he is the poster boy for cancel culture in our day. I don't need to repeat his story, although I talk about it in the book, and as Clay said, he wrote the foreword. In fact, I believe his foreword is so good it's worth the price of the book. Another person I talked to is someone you know well, Eric Metaxas. To me, he's a real hero. He's always been very bold. He's popular. He's funny. He writes uh, thoughtful biographies on people like Bonhoeffer and Luther. But they took his popular radio show off of YouTube, even though he brought them thousands and thousands of people to come to YouTube. But the thought police at Google, who owns YouTube, apparently didn't like what he said. They even went way, way back and found some examples of something or other. He doesn't even really know but he's an example of someone who's been canceled.
Now, for Eric, he takes it personally, and I tell his story in the book, God and Cancel Culture, because his parents grew up in Europe during World War II. His mother was a German, his father was a Greek, and his mother actually grew up in East Germany after the Soviets took it over. His father lived through the attempt in Greece for communism to take over. They came to America, of course, and they taught Eric to hate communism. His mother took him to East Europe when he was a boy. He saw for himself the border guards, the barbed wire, the dogs, the oppression, how bleak the country was. And he found out that while his parents valued the freedom they got in America, that most of his American-born friends, eh, they were kind of nonchalant. They took it for granted. They didn't appreciate the freedom they had, nor did they appreciate how serious the threat of communism is. You know, communism is atheistic and always ends in getting rid of God. Just look at North Korea and other countries. And this is the goal, communism. Ronald Reagan uh, put an end to the Cold War, but he didn't end communism. If anything, China roared back even stronger. And a lot of the things that we see in our country today, China is behind. I, I talk about that also in God and Cancel Culture. You know, you wonder, what is really going on? Why is this happening? Well, if you look at what's happening in the school system, you understand that children are being indoctrinated at a young age. They go to college and they have safe spaces where they don't have to hear anything that disagrees with them. Their mothers, many of them were helicopter mothers, you know, the kind that hover over their little children so that they don't get their little feelings hurt. No wonder they grow up and run these big tech companies and don't want to put up with anything that agrees with their ideology. And it's not just the tech companies. It's consumers. Who would have thought people who are doing retail would even care what somebody's politics are? Yet look how uh, Mike Lindell was canceled. 23 major retailers, including Bed Bath & Beyond and Kohl's and a whole lot of others. You'd think that one of them was smart enough to say, hey, you can't buy my pillow over there. Come over to my store and do it. None of them they did. They were trying to punish Mike Lindell, who had the audacity to back Donald Trump, and then to question the election. We all, all should be questioning the election. If there's, one, if there's one example, one example of election fraud, we should look into it. I experienced that myself. My mother is 92 years old. We moved her to assisted living. She moved into a new precinct. I drove her, picked her up, drove her to the polls. They said she can't vote because she's already voted. I said, mother, did you vote? And she says, well, I don't think so. I don't remember. But I had no way of proving. Those people went through that assisted living, took all those ballots. They didn't expect someone like me to show up with my mother. But there was nothing I could do other to write the supervisor of election in a conservative county in Florida, and they didn't even respond. Now, that is one example, but I saw with my own eyes that my mother's vote was stolen. And so it's easy for me to believe. In fact, in my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 election, I have a whole chapter on why Trump might lose. And I predict a lot of things. It was not prophetic. It was predicting. And one of the main ways is that this election could be stolen. Now, cancel culture involves a lot of other things, like critical race theory. You know, I go into a lot of depth in it, a lot more than I can in this short, uh, short speech right now. Communism has always been about class warfare. 
We don't really have classes in America. So what do they play on? The racial tensions that go back several centuries. Critical race theory says that America was founded in order to have slavery. We did not invent slavery. It goes back millennia. We got slavery from the British Empire. And uh, it's just a lie, yet they're teaching this. And what it is, is this, this class warfare pitting one group against another group. It's dangerous. It's actually been there for 30 years. It's just bubbling to the top now. Um, there's a lot of other things that I cover in the book, like the dangers of China. They fund a lot of the stuff that we've been saying. I can't go into it now, but I go into it in the book. We also need to speak up. I try to be practical, and I tell stories of people like Bonhoeffer and Corey Ten Boom, who spoke up against the Nazis. Bonhoeffer paid for it with his life. Corey Ten Boom went to a, a concentration camp and was miraculously released. Everyone else in her family was killed. Why? Because they hid the Jews. And it's just examples of brave people who stood up. As a Christian, my main concern is that they're trying to cancel Christianity. You know, we have First Amendment rights, the freedom of religion. We need to be able to proclaim the gospel because that's really the answer to the world's woes. We all know that. But they're trying to cancel us, and they're using, they're even using COVID. I have a whole chapter on COVID and talk about how they are canceling doctors who say maybe there's something that will help cure COVID or at least uh, help people get over it. I myself take ivermectin as a prophylactic from uh, Dr. Stella, and just to protect myself. But yet, if somebody says that on Facebook or something, they take it down. They take it down. They took down the frontline doctor's famous video in front of the Supreme Court. You may remember that. They took it down as fast as you could put it up. And who would have thought that they would cancel things having to do with health? You know, one of my main concerns is how they uh, use COVID to shut down churches under the idea of what the uh, churches might be super spreaders, and people would get COVID. So they call churches non-essential. You know, our, our constitutional rights do not go away just because there's a crisis. Yet, they said it was dangerous to go to church, but it wasn't dangerous to go to Walmart. It was dangerous to go to church, but you could go to a liquor store or a marijuana dispensary. The people were rioting during that period. Did they have masks? Did they say six feet apart? Of course not. And when that happened, some brave pastors in California said, enough is enough. You know, they tried to go along, keep people safe. At the beginning, we thought maybe this was the bubonic plague. We didn't know. But fairly soon, we saw that as bad as it is, it wasn't going to wipe out half of the population. And so when they started to have church, they got fines. They were threatened with jail. And I tell stories, a lot of stories in the book. But I'll tell three in California. One is Rob McCoy. He pastors the Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks. He was even on the uh, Thousand Oaks City Commission and was the mayor at one time. When he held church against their orders, he actually resigned because he knew that his colleagues would censor him. He knew them that well. And they had communion. They did communion for three people at a time in a very uh, well-cleaned church. It took them three hours to serve communion to all the people that came that day. Later on, they opened up for services. He faced jail time. He had to appear in court for holding a church service. Farther north, uh, right outside Sacramento, was Greg Farrington. 
He opened up his church and was threatened with all kinds of fines and everything else. He tried to get other pastors to stand with him. They were all timid. They were afraid of the government. They wouldn't do it. Meanwhile, their people flocked to his church, and his church has doubled. And probably the bravest is my longtime friend Che On down in Pasadena. He heads up a whole network of churches. I've known him since 1985. He's a good man, but he's never spoken out very much politically. But when he wanted to open up his church, the city of Pasadena levied a fine of $1,000 per incident per person. So that meant every time they had a service, it was $1,000 for everyone there. People came from all over to, st to stand with him, even though they faced these fines. It's impossible to calculate, but it would have been in the millions of dollars. He sued them. Liberty Council uh, won that case at the Supreme Court. And they forced Gavin Newsom in the state of California to pay their legal fees, $1.3 million. Why should an American have to sue the government to get your constitutional rights? This is serious. We cannot be passive. Too many conservatives and particularly evangelical Christians just think, oh, you know, this is, this is, is not as bad as it looks and we'll make it through it and Jesus is going to come back soon anyway. But we can't. The Bible says to occupy till he comes. We have got to stand up for our religious freedoms. Nobody else is going to do it for us. And they're seeing what they can get away with. I think some of these governors saw how passive churches were to shut down during COVID. So as COVID today, why does it next time that's going to cause them to shut down churches? You know, there's so much more that I can say. This book is well-researched. I write as a journalist. I'm careful. I interview lots of people. I explain people's opinions much more than my own. I tell stories, as I said. But you know, the media likes to ignore um, books that don't go along with their narrative. To treat them as they're unimportant, they don't exist. But you know what? When it's a bestseller, they can't ignore it. And Robert Kennedy Jr. was brilliant. He told you guys that. You went on Amazon and ordered his book. It'll, I think it'll be a bestseller just because of that. My book just came off the press three days ago. This is the first place you can get it if you're here in person, but even those who are live streaming, you can go on Amazon and pre-order it. Let's show them. Listen, I didn't write this book to make money. I'm, I wrote this to get out a message, and I need your help to do that. Buy it, read it, share it with your friends. And there's hope. It ends in hope. There's always hope. If you believe in the gospel of Jesus, you know there's hope. The Bible says all things work together for good. Like Mike Lindell was talking yesterday. Good things have already happened. Even if it's just that the pastors wake up, the people get conservatives. You know, Eric uh, Metaxa said we've got to push back. Just don't push it. Put up with it. Just be nice, you know, be loving, but push back. Say we will not put up with that. We can do it. If, if you're walking across the parking lot and somebody rebukes you for not wearing a mask, just politely say there's no evidence you can get COVID in a parking lot when I'm many feet away from you. You know, just those things, let the, let the bullies know that they're not going to get away with it. And I want to end with a quote from Donald Trump that he said at CPAC in Dallas uh, 
just a few weeks ago, that with the help of everyone here, we can defeat the radical left, the socialists, the Marxists, the critical race theories. We will restore free speech and free elections. We will make America great again. And then he adds, we will stop left-wing cancel culture. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. We'll be uh, making that available on video in case you want to watch it. But I just want to come back and encourage you to uh, pre-order the book. If you go to my website, stevestrangbooks.com, you can pre-order it. And you can also get a whole bunch of free stuff, uh, some audio books, some digital books, a subscription to Charisma Magazine, the website describes it better than I am right now, but it totals about $120. I didn't really say that uh, in the speech because it was kind of too complicated, but uh, uh, you actually order it on Amazon, get a number, and then come back to our website, and that that's how it works. We've had a lot of people do it. We had a real uptick in uh, pre-orders after my speech on Saturday, so I'm very grateful for that, and I hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, I, I signed over 300 copies and met a lot of really great people. I so appreciate the invitation that Clay Clark gave to me, and uh, I hope people were inspired. I hope you were inspired by this. So share this podcast with others. Put it on your Facebook. Help us get out the word. Not so much about my book, but the message of the book. That's why I wrote it, and I'm just doing my part to get the message out and and part of that is to get people like you to go ahead and pre-order the book and then to read it. Uh, I'm beginning to get some feedback from people that had early copies, and uh, people seem to really resonate with what I'm saying. We have some very serious problems, but I hope my book provides some answers as well. Thank you for listening to God and Cancel Culture podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. God bless you.